Hey y'all, this is Ty. I'm Shell. And I'm Q. And you're listening to the Triple Faith Walk Podcast, the show that provides perspective on the Bible and Christian living while encouraging authentic relationships with God. Hey y'all, welcome to the Triple Faith Walk Podcast. What's up, what's up? It's been a week, y'all. Um, welcome to episode three. Time is time is doing a number. So we're going to pray in. Everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. Father God, thank you for allowing us to come together for another week. God, thank you for your protection over the last seven days, seven days, eight days, Lord, while we spent some time away, God. First, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, consciously and unconsciously, the things that we committed today, Lord. And we just thank you for your presence, for your protection, for being in our right mind if we're in our right mind today, Lord. And if we're not, Lord, Father, please help us, Lord. Send your help. And today we're going to talk about being Christ-like, Lord. And we just ask that you just use us, speak through us to the people, Lord. And also just make sure that there is something that each of us get out of this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, go ahead, Ty. That was a speedy Gonzalez prayer. <laughs> you was in a rush. I, th- did you hear me, though? We the, good Lord, the good Lord got the message, baby. He got it. Did y'all see? Okay, real quick before I start. It was this... um video where the, the the man sat down to eat his food and he talked about some guy girl got a good little thing for our food man. and the lord said i ain't blessing that uh-uh say it again say it again wait a minute because that's my jam what you talking about but he like mumbled it he didn't even fully say it and then in the background he had you know the god voice he was like uh-uh i ain't blessing that say that again do it again girl the good lord heard the message okay i'm gonna send it to y'all it he knew funny. the words that was on that man heart when he nah. said that pray over that food he said, Stop I playing. hear you clearly. Stop playing. All right. Well, hello, good people. Um, so, yeah, today we are focusing in and talking about um, being more Christ-like, but more specifically following the example that Jesus gives us in living humbly and being humble in our lives. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do was start off with our leading scripture, which is going to be Philippians chapter two, verse five through nine. And I probably should have had it up already, but that's all right. (laughs) When you get there, say amen. And I ain't there yet. Amen. You say amen slower. Give me a chance. Not you want me to lie and say I'm not ready. I'm ready. I, I just said say it slower. I ain't say nothing about no lying. Okay. Amen. There we go. Praise Jesus. All right. So starting off at Philippians chapter two, verse five, um, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, that was the NIV version. Will you want to give us the NLT version? Baby, because I was confused. I know you was. You it, it always be like that, but I forgot to switch my app for you. That's okay. I, I got you, sis. Okay. So it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, 
He gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall... Oh, ooh, girl, I'm going into verse number 10, okay? Every knee shall bow, okay? Every tongue shall confess, okay? Ooh. Come on, come on. <laughs> That's all right. Um, okay, so just starting off with that scripture, I think since we're talking specifically about humility and being humble, I want to give a couple of different definitions for this word humility and, and get y'all perspective, right? So um, first, I'm going to start off with the Nelson's Bible Dictionary, okay? <laughs> this is what I use when I read my Bible, when I don't be knowing what the Bible is talking about. So this divides <laughs> humility as a freedom from arrogance that grows out of the recognition that we all have and are Sorry, let me try that again. A freedom from arrogance that grows out of the recognition that we have and are comes from God. That's a real interesting way they, they phrase that. Okay. Can you do that again? Just one more time. I ain't going to read that. <laughs> I'm confused. No, it, it literally says that, but a freedom from arrogance that grows out of the recognition that all we have and are comes from God. Oh, the way you say a sentence makes so much more sense because now I got it. Now everything we, we have in our, like O U R, R A R E. A -R -E. It took oh, me a okay. minute to understand what that sentence was saying. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to the people. I get it now. Um, that's one of the definitions. And the other one comes from it's a devotional and it's called How Do I Humble Myself? It's on the Bible app. Um, and I want to read this one to you guys, too, because I thought this was a, a great working definition as well. So this one says. Humility is not then to be preoccupied with oneself and one's own lowliness, but first mindful and conscious of God and his highness. Put another way, humility embraces the reality that I am not God. Okay. Can you can you do that one more time? One more time? Mm -hmm. Humility is not then preoccupied with oneself and one's own lowliness, but first mindful and conscious of God and his highness. Put another way, humility embraces the reality that I am not God. Okay. Okay. I would like I would like to see that in writing, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm sending it to you right now. Thank okay. You. I want to know based off of these two working definitions that we have. I got another one if you want another one. What's your mindset? No, no baby. I done already forgot the first one. Don't shake I, your head. <laughs> I forgot the first one. Can you send us a picture of the first one? Because I done forgot it that fast. A freedom from arrogance that grows out of the recognition that all that we have and are comes from God. Okay, got it. Okay, thank you. I'm here. It's, it's, it's been not, a long day. I'm here. It's all right. Hey, <laughs> I didn't took my nighttime medicine. So when we done, we done. <laughs> all right, what's your thoughts, first of all, on that description, on this definition of humility? 
Um, so I would say the first one, it really, you know how people be like giving all honor to God, right? I feel like that's what people be saying, but sometimes they really be like, I did that. I, you know, I broke barriers. I did that. I think it's really just saying like recognizing that in everything that you are and everything that you have and everything that you will become, um, that, that God is the one that did that. He gave it to you. He provided it, right? He made a way. And the way the good Lord give it, the good Lord taketh away, right? So I think it's just a matter of understanding that God God provides. God has given us everything that we have. And based on that alone, we shouldn't get, you know, a big head. Uh, not literally a big head, but we shouldn't get a big head about the things that we possess or the things that we exude or the things that we have because... It's from him. It's from him. We should just be thankful and grateful that he blessed us and just acknowledge him and, and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start by saying I really hate when people start off with definition on what it is not. I'm not I'm not looking up the definition to tell you so you tell me what it's not. That's an antonym. I'm looking up the <laughs> definition to know what the word means. Uh, Wait, what just happened? Yes. Did I give y'all what it was not? No, the no. second the second oh. definition starts off with what it is not. <laughs> it did not. I forgot that fast. Okay, go ahead, girl. Uh, so I just wanted to own that. I really hate when any definitions do that because I'm not looking for the antonym. I'm looking for what it means. So tell me what, what is it. Um, when I think about humility or being humble, um, I don't always think of it, which is this is enlightened as in a in a biblical stance right and so with this being a hyper biblical uh definition i definitely can understand i don't i'm not too sure if i i like that first definition you gave better because like when the second one was like put a better way um it embraces the reality that i'm not god so what if i already realized that what's next you know like mm -hmm. what is it to be humble or a humble servant of god so I'm just processing my thoughts. No, oh, sorry. Uh, so, but again, I really don't never list think of it in a in a biblical mindset. But to Kamika's point, that is when like you get up to address the church and be you know give an honor and reverence to God who's the head of my life to the ministers in the pool pit, the mothers, the deacons, the members. You know, they be, you got to give an honor. Don't leave first lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh That's my not. goodness, you gotta. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta go up there and say hi to everybody basically before you speak. Um, and it is really to show um respect and or humility to say I'm not better than none. one acknowledging the roles that people play. I ain't gonna say play because it's, it's not, you know, see y'all be playing church. Don't take that out of context. You know how people be they be in that playing church, but the, the roles that people have um in church and the respect to um those positions that they hold um before speaking and asking God to really guide your tone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's all I got. That's I just I want y'all to know I keep thinking about Kendrick Lamar. So y'all see me bopping over here. Why you were over there dancing. <laughs> I'm like, what is she dancing to? Cause ain't no music. Like <laughs> in my head, sis, it was definitely music going on over this not, way. Not the be humble song. Yes. Okay. The, don't and we are I do not <laughs> encourage. <laughs> Unless you go find the clean version. And even then, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't no, think I, it was. It probably ain't. Because it's every other <laughs> Um, 
I, okay, I know y'all said no, not another definition, but this is literally one sentence. And this one says, humility can be defined as the absence of pride. And I think that's real simple. That's a simple way of looking I at it. Why you ain't give us that one first? We right here because all this other stuff was just it. First of all, because I wanted, I wanted to, to give it like full picture. It's because it's I feel like the absence of pride is one thing, right? But I feel like you could be humble, but not humble to God, right? So I wanted to give a working definition in reference to God first and then and then give the simple one. It takes a fool, honey, to be humble, but not humble to God. If hey, well, listen, the third time a is a fool. charm. I gave y'all three definitions. What's this called? The triple faith walk. You get triple definitions. On Since this you, you, you gave confusion first, but I'm I'm back with you. So I'm here. I ain't going to lie. That first one, I had to read it three times. Get rid of confusion. We were You see, I had to ask you, did it, was it O-U-R? Shoot, I was confused. I didn't know I, what you was talking about, but I'm here it now. It wasn't until the third time until that I got it. And, and that's my fault because I knew I was going to read the definition from the book, but I should have read it earlier <laughs> than right now. That's but okay. Element of surprise. Anyway. You know, element of surprise we hear y'all what you get what you get okay i'm just playing um okay so i when i was thinking about this episode and i was thinking about jesus i was like you know there's a lot there's a lot of different people in the bible that are great examples of um practicing humility i think jesus takes the cake um because he just was humble 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 and <laughs> I think um, when you look at how to to practice humility and walk in humility, uh, Jesus gives us a better example of that. But I was also interested to find out the first time that they talk about humility in the Bible is actually when, you know, Moses and the Pharaoh, when they was going back and forth and, you know, he like doing his thing that God told him to do. And the Pharaoh was like, I ain't letting these people go. And mm -hmm. he had the plague coming and the Pharaoh had all, all that diseases. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then it was in uh, Exodus chapter 10, you know, when God is like, when are you going to humble yourself before me? And the Pharaoh really thought he wasn't going to humble himself. And then that son died and, and he changed his mind. So that was the first time they talked about humility in the Bible. That's crazy. You know, you said Jesus was 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 the best example of that. And then I was like, dang, is there even a close second? And the only person I could think of is Job, for real, for real. Like, brother went through a whole lot. If there was somebody second on the list, it had to be him. In my opinion, it had to be him, okay? It had to be him. Oh, no. But let me not derail. I'm just saying, brother went through a whole lot. I'm just saying. Job had his moments, though. Right, because Job was in there like, what did I do, Lord? Like, who are you? Talisha, calm them. What did I do, Lord? Damn, because he ain't do that at first. You know what I'm saying? He ain't do that at first. Tell he ain't do it at first, but about about three weeks in, he was fed up. I mean, you would be too. You'd probably fed up three hours in. Don't do my right. Home. Three hours, baby. Give me three minutes, okay? Of of blisters and sores yeah. and killing family. Absolutely, Lord. I'm gonna lay on this floor. He ain't got nothing. He ain't got a crop. Or a pot okay. to put in, or where did they throw it from, Lord? Bless it, Lord. Mm. Or well, back in the day, what they was piecing in holes. Um, oh, but back to your point. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, but Exodus is still pretty early on in the Bible, so even though this is the first time that it was mentioned, 
it's still very early, so that can show the significance of being humble. Um, because in case y'all didn't know, that's the second book in the Bible. And I'm not joking with nobody because you really might not have known. So why you um, didn't joke? I didn't I just smiled because that's what I do in awkward situations. Wow. So and now you're making me laugh. So I did not make that. you do that. Don't do that. Come on, accountability. Um, Lack thereof, sis. Cut it out. Who? She did not make you laugh. She did. I looked at her face and I started laughing because she was making a face. So I'm a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Goodbye. Anyways. All right. So I want to know. What do y'all feel like humility looks like? How like living out humility in today's society? What does that look like to you? And anybody can start. That made me. Mm. It's a way. I I mean, it really just depends, right? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's bowing out for real, for real. Sometimes it's just like. Well, God, you got it. I mean, that's that's the easiest way to put it. Like, I think it just depends on the situation. But at the end of the day, it at some point you have to like bow out. Like, all right, God, you won. Or nope, my body is tired. I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and listen. Or God, I read that that Bible plan and I knew what not to do and I was going to do it anyways, or I did it anyways. And now I'm in a situation you told me I was going to be in. I'm going to just go ahead and do something different. I think it really just depends. But at the end of the day, it's, it's I'll say surrendering. It's like, it's bowing out. It's accepting that, sis, it just can't be your plan. Or bro, it just can't be your plan. It just ain't going to be your way. And you just, at some point, have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> I, I like that, but then, like, in the retrospect to, like, humility, like, living it out every day is also kind of, like, knowing that you got it, right? And that can be in any regard, whether you're smart, whether you're, um, you look good, whether you feel good, and you know that you can pop off if you need to, but you don't, right? You humble. You humble yourself because you know and acknowledge that you're not better than the next person you know that this is a necessary step or whatever you're going through is a necessary stepping stone in order to get to God's promises um so you don't necessarily go off in whatever regard we're talking about whether that's verbally you popping your stuff we literally say I'm popping out I'm doing this I'm doing that and like I don't want to necessarily say begging for accolades because there's a difference between acknowledgement for your hard work and when people recognize you versus you seeking that attention and seeking that recognition and I think humility is really the not seeking the recognition and God blessing you with it oh I like that I like that so let me add on let's just add how how you want somebody to respond to your grandmama or how you want somebody to respond to your mama treat people the, the way you want them to treat your mama or your grandmama assuming I have a, a good and healthy relationship you know what I mean like how would you respond? Because like you just said, Shell, if somebody did something wrong and you can quote unquote pop off, how would you want somebody to treat your mama or your grandmama or your kid in that situation if you got kids? Because that's also one of them touchy areas. You'd be ready to go off. Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, if you think about how you want somebody to treat the person you care the most about, use that as a starting point when you're responding to somebody or behaving a certain way. 
Okay, I really like I really like what both of you said. And the first thing with Kui, you said you talked about surrenderance, right? Like letting go of what, what I want to do and just humbling myself to God's plans and his will. And I think that's that is a big part of it. Um, because will we say our word uh this week? That's before this episode. Obedience. Our word this week was obedience. And um, part of us being able to walk in obedience means that we have to humble ourselves and recognize that there's somebody who has more authority over us than ourselves and operating in that authority. And then, Lachelle, what you said about how um, how we treat people. So that made me think of in Philippians as well, it's um, chapter two again, but in verse verse three it says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain or vain consent rather in humility value others above yourself not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others right so when we think about how we're walking in humility not to say we don't value ourselves at all but we also make sure that we're not just doing things for our own personal gain but we're thinking about other people and putting other people above us versus just I'm doing this because I want to be known I want to be seen I want people to know my name um, versus I'm doing this because this is something that God is telling me to do or I'm doing this because I know that this is going to uplift somebody else in a positive way girl why is that the only scripture I got highlighted in this is it? No, it ain't. It ain't the only scripture, but it's the only scripture I have highlighted in this, uh, this first part. It's verse four. And yeah. you know what? That's crazy because I be thinking about that sometimes. I really feel like God puts us in positions to be of service to other people. And I don't like to say servant leadership all the time, but I mean, it really does. I, I think a part of it is being in a position where you can be mindful of yourself, but then also being in a position where you're mindful of how you can help other people trying to get to where you are um, or, or the opposite, right? Other people trying to be mindful of you trying to get to where they are. And I think that's really important. I think that's a really important aspect of life that we just, we sometimes forget um, when we're goal oriented or looking to make sure that we're straight. We sometimes forget about other people that God has clearly positioned us well enough to help. So good, good scripture. I like that. I like that. It's funny because that's the only three and four was the only ones I had highlighted at first too. But I think even coupled with that, what you just said, Q, even like, and it's not that God doesn't want us to use our talents, you know, He it's not that he doesn't want us to use our talents because if he didn't, he wouldn't have gave us the talent. And I think it just gets to a point where we do become so full of ourselves or full of what we're doing and we forget the purpose. Um, in anything we do, we should always give honor and reverence to God. But then if even if you break that down into smaller levels, like the purpose, whether it's instilling something into somebody else, whether it's encouraging somebody else, whatever our purpose is, sometimes we forget that and we make it about us. Well, if I wasn't doing this, y'all wouldn't have this. And if I wasn't doing this, y'all wouldn't do this. And if I wasn't here, I can uh I can quit today and this whole ship was saying, do y'all want me to do it? Then we get to start threatening people. And to your point, just like you brought up Job earlier, he didn't do nothing. And everything that he had worked so hard for got snatched away. So what makes us think that um, that couldn't happen to us? And we are 
being vain and not being humble. Um, and when you think of it in that context, and then when we see people, and I'm I'm not wishing ill on nobody or saying like when you lose stuff, it's your fault. But when you see people who seemingly have it all together and then in the blink of an eye, a house fire, a car crash can really take something from someone and make their life a whole 360 and you don't have nothing to fall back on but God. And do you make that talent identify you or is your identity through Christ? And you said our talents, God wants us to use our talents. I don't know the exact verbiage you just mentioned. But God want us to use our talents. He want us to use our struggles. He want us to use everything. Okay, done the test, honey. Okay, because, shoot, somebody can benefit from it, right? Like, we don't all have to touch the hot stove. Somebody can just save your fingers, okay? Save your fingers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, learn from each other's mistakes. <laughs> but no, I agree. And I think for me, it puts a different it puts a different perspective on when people be like, what would Jesus do? Because in my mind, like growing up, if I heard that phrase, it was more so just like do the nice thing, so to speak, versus like do the humble thing. And and that's a little different than I think how I, I viewed that scripture before. Like, because I feel like in our humility, sometimes, not even sometimes, a lot of times, it's uncomfortable because it's 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 like you are putting yourself basically if you in regards to other people you might be putting yourself below somebody or you might be doing something behind the scenes and never get acknowledged for it you know but being okay with that um you know you might you might get passed up for the job or you might be like you know what that other person actually did better and deserves this versus me feeling like well, I did this, this, that, and the third, and this should be mine, you know? Um, so I feel like it, it looks a little different when I think of that phrase now, because I'm like, what would Jesus do? Jesus was a humble person. He was a humble man in so many different ways. Um, we talked about, I forget which episode that was when we were talking about, I think it was loving your enemies when we were talking about Judas and how God was washing all of their feet the night before Judas went to go snitch on him. Like, that's humble. I'm washing my enemy's feet knowing that he's going to go betray me. Like that, that's a different level of humility. But I think when we think of it that way, it makes us think twice before we act and before um, we do things. I also think it's, yeah, what's the humble thing to do? But like, what's the right thing to do? Because sometimes everything ain't going to be a humbling moment. Sometimes it's just a matter of right from wrong like you know what I mean like you may not be humbled in that situation but I mean I guess you can I don't know I wouldn't say it's pride in every situation but some of it really is just doing right from wrong like if somebody step on your shoe you're not gonna be like bro you just stepped on my sneaker and you're not gonna turn around and step on a shoe are you no you might be like you know it's okay let me just go ahead and get a paper towel I'm gonna get some sneak cleaner some clean it up a little bit you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, is it the humble thing to do? I don't know. Is it the right thing to do? Yes. Well, depending on who you talk to, because some people are legit crazy and trying to act sane out here and will try to kill people for step on their shoe. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I just want to say, I think it's like both and, like, just like when we mature in life, so does we, so do we mature spiritually. And so then definitions start to evolve and change as we get exposed to more stuff. So I'm not shocked 
um, to hear the elevation of what would Jesus do to you? Because like when we kids, it is just a differentiation of right and wrong because they planting, you know, seeds in our life. And then as we get older, that turns into when you find out more about Jesus. Oh, well, he was, it just wasn't a matter of right or wrong. It was humility vain. It was, you know, life or death, like in these situations. Um, and what role do you choose? So I just wanted to point out that I do think it's great that your definition evolved over time and you look at it differently because we should. We should look at different things in different lenses as our knowledge expands. I would just like to say maturing in life don't mean maturing spiritually. Kumika's perspective, but that those two things do not mean those aren't consecutive or parallel type thing. Them and, baby, them can be completely too disconjointed. And we such have to and such because again, depending on what life path and where you are in life. So, like when you if you grew up in the church and you're growing up in life and you go to church, you go to Bible study and all this kind of stuff, you should be growing spiritually. But life doesn't stop either because you're going to church. So you also growing, you know, in life. And even like if somebody starts a spiritual journey today, they're not going to stop at 31 and two days old. They're still growing through life. And then, but they're still growing spiritually because they started their spiritual journey. So I'm not saying that they like are parallel in the terms of you started your spiritual journey at the same time you were born. But I do think they're parallel because life doesn't stop and time doesn't stop for anyone. Mm, that's a good perspective sis but i'm gonna go ahead and keep mine because i was a wild child and i was in bible study every week i was in the children's choir baby i was at church on the weekends i was a wild child so uh, talisha why are you making that face i'm just saying i, I just you know and that's i just I, was throwing a different perspective out there no that's good that's fine <laughs> that's fine you play too much you play too much have... I don't got no judgment, okay? I'm I mean, just saying, for, for the rest of the wild childs with the line, sometimes it look a little, it'd be a little curved, a little dip, then you just go down to zero, then you'd be like, Lord, I'm back two years later. Hit me up. How you doing? How you been? All right, go ahead. My bad. Well, that also don't mean that your spiritual journey stop. Like, it's still going. It ebbs and flows. Just like yes, when we, uh, that is so elegantly uh, said. Uh, that was just... The celibacy conversation we had where it's in flows baby it doesn't stop it's kind of like one of the things like it might you know take its own journey but it doesn't like stop a dip is still flowing it just ain't slow for you know it's still a <laughs> i'm done hey i'm not gonna play today but Woo! no for real ebbs and flows y'all <laughs> it's a journey it is not a final destination. It's a marathon, not a sprint. All of the above, okay? Uh, okay, so I want to I wanna read something to y'all. And then there was a question that I asked y'all to reflect on today. So I hope you had some time to reflect on it because that's coming up after I read this. Um, but it says, humility, and uh, let me reference where I got this from. Um, so there is a book called the, the Pilgrim's Process. Now, let me just start off by saying, I ain't never read this book, y'all. So it's on my book list. If you read it and there's something crazy in there, charge it to my mind, not my heart, because I don't know what's in the book. But this was a summary of it. And they was talking about humility and I really liked it. So I wanted to read it. But it says, 
Um, humility increases when we are willing to be humbled by God, circumstances, and others. Um, it says, he will work with us when we desire humility, but the development of humility will be painful. Despite the discomfort, we find an added measure of grace to sustain us as we suffer through the refining process. Okay. Y'all need me can to you read? can you read just that first sentence again? Because because that was the that was a nugget all in itself. I got you. So humility increases when we are willing to be humbled by God circumstances and others right so and i just just that part like hearing this it made me think of like we can't we don't just become humble on our own like humility takes interaction either with like our circumstances our environment with other people and with god we don't just be like, wow, I just feel so humble today because that's actually the exact opposite <laughs> of, you know, being humble. Um, and I think it's a big part of it, like we talked about in the beginning, is that surrenderance to God. So the question that I posed and wanted you guys to kind of meditate on was what is an area in your life that you feel like it's been hard to surrender that area to God or submit that area to God? And what is that process of being humble in that area look like for you? I'll go first because Q like, I've been going first all day. <laughs> Girl, um, at least you knew what I was about to say. Um, I would say, honestly, if I'm going to be a thousand percent honest, I would say every aspect of my life. And not because like I like to control things, but I do. I like to know what's going to happen before it happens like in just every aspect like that's why I ask a thousand questions I just do whatever and um and it really up until recent wasn't no real process I was saying about the last year or so I've definitely turned into like gotta do it gotta fix it God got it God got me um and and I'm not joking when I say literally every aspect of my life even my car was making some noises and stuff and i know i ain't gonna fix my car right now so you know what i did gotta make a way yeah it'll be all right and it's been a trucking ever since it make noises here and there but it ain't you know nothing too serious with the house you know a lot of people say i don't know how you did it and i would have did this i'm not you so leave me alone and quit telling me i'm not soliciting your advice either so shut up please um but i literally was like walking around like you know Gotta fix it. Gotta figure it out. Cause again, I, it, that's something that I can literally not control. And I will. I want to say, like within the last year and a half of my life, not. And it could. I was gonna say, not saying that he forcing, cause that could very much well be what he's doing. Um, to me, not to try to figure it out. Cause I, you know what? I don't even care to try to figure it out no more. I go to bed good, good every night, whether whether this house is intact or not, whether. That work ain't done at work or not. Whether somebody didn't submit what they were supposed to submit so I can do what I'm supposed to do or not. And I tell people, baby, because especially at work, child, if it ain't done in the morning, it's because I didn't get it. And that's what I'm going to tell y'all on the meeting. And I'm not going to stress myself out. And I'm only working between the hours of 8.30 and 5 o'clock because that's what I get paid for. And I say it just like that. And you can try to persecute me if you want to, but it wasn't done. And all of my work is contingent on somebody else's work, so... It's above me. Get on them. Figure it out. Uh, and that's how I really had to be because I used to stress myself out over the smallest things like work, 
school when I was in school, just everything. And I'm literally the last like year and a half. I do not care. And not that I don't care, but it's kind of like I can't control it. So I'm gonna give it to the person who can control it and I'm gonna mm -hmm. leave because I ain't got time. That's real. And that's okay. how I be. and that might not be the best of like or the most philosophical answer, but that's where I'm at in life on some real stuff. That's honesty. Um, can you repeat the question, please? Mm -mm. I don't like repeating myself. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Yeah, I'll repeat everything she was said tonight. <laughs> Let me. In your phone, Nick, because she said this humble one. myself. Oh. Um, what what is an area in your life that has been hard for you to submit to God, and what has that process of submitting it looked like? Mm, child, let me tell you. So, two areas: one, dating. Two, the state that I live in, okay? I'm in the state where the money reside, okay? And as long as the money gonna reside here, I'm gonna be here. Um, but I, I would say, oh I would say those two. And I say that because God has really been good to me and everything that I ever thought I wanted on a wish list, the good Lord, hard work, hard work, but the good Lord has a, had made ways for it to happen. Um, and these two areas, me and God just, we're going to agree to disagree. We're going to agree to disagree because I'm trying to get up out of here, okay? And every time I try to get up out of here, he he basically tell me, I, I, don't move, don't move. Um, So I've just been trying to humble myself. Okay, and stop being antsy and anxious and frustrated and not to get worked up over it because I'll be real confused and sometimes my feelings be hurt and then sometimes I'm angry. So I work through the emotions. Um, but it's really like, okay, so so focus on them right now. God clearly has you here in the state. I'm in Illinois, but in the state of Missouri for a reason, in the Midwest for a reason. So figure out what it is that you have to do while you're here. So you can get up out of here, right? Like that is the state that I'm in. So my my right now is kind of like, God, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna be here. But I'm gonna remind you, maybe once, twice, four times a month, when we talk, that I don't wanna be here. So I think a part of it is just putting in a hundred and ten percent of my effort into whatever it is that God has me in right now, whether it's the workspace, whether it's at church, whether it's my house, like Put in all the effort I can possibly put in because good Lord, I'm working. I'm working and I'm trying to do good works and God tell me when it's been a job well done so I can get up out of here. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and the other part, Lord knows I done, I done effed around and found out too many times trying to do things my own way. Baby, if the good Lord didn't is tell you get how, on them dating apps, how you wanted to phrase? <laughs> if, yep, that's what I want. That's what I wanted to say. If the good Lord didn't tell you to get on them dating apps and do the work for Him, don't you do it? That's a whole lot of time you could be investing in yourself. That's a whole lot of time you could be investing in your list, getting your work done. Okay, God is putting things in front of you that you need to be focused on. Don't be on them apps for two hours a day dealing with men that you ain't, you know, ain't ain't for you, baby. You just you just using time. Okay, you don't need that attention, sis. Pull that attention into yourself. Talking to myself. Um, 
let me stop playing. I'll be on it for two hours, y'all. But I spent about 25, 30 minutes on that thing. You know what I'm saying? Conversation in here, there. But the good Lord ain't told me to get on them apps, okay? And if you asked me the last time I asked, he told me to get off them things. And you know what I did when I got bored? Went right back on the maps. <laughs> so I think there's a balance, right? Like there's a balance and it's a matter of like, don't ask God for something. And when he tells you, not right now, don't go and, and do it on your own because he has a very, very good way of humbling mm. me. Okay. So if he told me, no, not yet. And I'm going to go and do what I want to do anyways, because I'm being impatient. God going to show me why he said, no, not yet. Okay. And I'm going to learn that lesson may not take the first time, but by the third time, baby, I'm going to learn that lesson. So <clears throat> I hope that answers your question. Third time's a charm. I'm that's, telling you. That's the phrase. Of the tag. That's going to be the tagline. <laughs> right. He Christ lies. Third okay. time's a charm. Third time's <laughs> a charm. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Because I know. Ooh, had it not been. <laughs> No, that's and I think the 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 biggest part is like it's it's a process, right? It's not a it's not a straight through. Um, I will say, okay, there are some areas in my life that I feel like I've very much so just been like, all right, God, you got it, and I was just able to do that very easily. Um, but it's a lot of areas where that's not the case, and it'd be like this back and forth, and I'd be like, God, I'm really trying. Um, and I would say for myself, the two areas that I still struggle with, to be honest, um, one is resting and not trying to do so much. Um, I feel like God is very, 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 very adamant. He's been very adamant with me about this. Um, and I, 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 to the point where I'd be like, Am I ill, Lord? Like, because he'd be on my neck, like, sleep, go to sleep, exactly. And so um, I feel like God has been on me about that. And sometimes I'll do really well with it. And then sometimes it'd be a lot going on. And I'm just up, staying up, doing a million and one things. And God just keeps, you know, working on me and trying to humble me to get in the place where I don't need your help, Ty, actually. And if I did, need you to do something I would have told you to do it and I didn't tell you to do it so just sit down somewhere like God for real does not need my help and I struggle sometimes with that and accepting the fact that he can he his abilities exceed anything that I can do and I know that in theory but when I start to act my flesh be fleshed and I'd be like oh well let me just help him a little bit by he and he don't need none of that um I think the other area, oh, I was supposed to say, yeah, well, that's how the process has looked for me. I've been working on it. I try a little bit more to be like obedient when my body, when I feel my body getting tired, when I know that I need to rest, like if I'm getting sick, instead of me trying to push through, I'd be like, go to bed. Um, I've started including like rest moments and rest days on my calendar um, and just trying to get out of the mindset that I have to be overworking myself constantly. Um, the other thing I think that is, and I think the two are connected. We're finding this out in therapy right now. Um, the other part is my emotions. And I didn't even realize this um, 
I prefer to just push through. I've said to <laughs> I've said to people before, if I could exist without emotions, that would be my superpower. I feel like in my mind, my emotions get in the way of me just being able to do the things that I feel like need to be done. And so I'd rather not experience them. Um, but God has been working on me to get me to try to like slow down in this area and accept the fact that my emotions are there for a reason and experience them instead of avoiding them and not necessarily like letting them just take control and, you know, being all chaotic and whatnot, but allowing them to flow freely and giving space and acknowledging them. Um, and that's been really hard for me. I don't, I, I, we still, like I said, we figuring out why that is in therapy right now. But for me, that process has been really hard. And I keep trying to be like, okay, God, I'm going to just experience this for a second. And I'm going to trust you with it and not feel like I'm going to go off the deep end or nothing like that. Or this is going to take me out. Um, but I do also feel like it's just been a lot of heavy stuff. And I don't be the the weight of it. I'd be like, let's just tuck that in a box where my box at in a little box and keep it pushing. You know, <laughs> we don't need to deal with all of that. Um, but God is saying no, deal with it. And so, yeah, those are my two areas that I feel like it's been very hard to submit that to God, even though it's hard, though. I heard from all of y'all, even though it's challenging, it's still something that we're doing. So anybody listening, I encourage you, even if it's hard, still make an effort to start submitting that thing to God. Like we just told y'all, it's a process. It's a journey. Um, it's not about getting it right 100% of the time, but you do have to take the first step. Baby, me and the Lord be having a whole tennis match. When you get tired, you'll let it go. That's oh, believe me, I know. When you get tired, in time when you was like, you don't get no sleep, and I was like, go to girl, go to sleep. You remember Sarah Jakes, the girl, get up. I'm gonna message her and say, like, you need to do a girl go to bed. Excuse me, do a girl go to bed <laughs> for the for the, the the weary. They don't get no rest, and ain't no rest for the weary. Tell them to go to bed. Mm, that's real. That's real. Um. So I also wanted to give just some practical things. Um, this is also, like I mentioned that book, The Pilgrim Process. Um, they talked about steps for like actually practicing humility. So if this is something that you're working towards. So it says the first step in humbling ourselves is to challenge our motives for the things that we do. Um, whenever we see that our actions are geared toward favorable, favorable opinions from others, we should bring it to God. Um, and I and ask the question, is this for my glory or is this for your glory? So I think that goes back to, I think what Lachelle was saying earlier, when we're doing things, what is our intention behind it? We might get up in the speech and say, I give glory to God, but was that really your motive or was it to get that accolade and that glory for yourself? Um, the second thing that is said is to humble ourselves, humbling ourselves by evaluating how we respond when we're slighted, overlooked, or underappreciated, right? Um, and I think that Lachelle talked about that earlier too. So thinking about like, I, I did this. Without me, there would be no this, you know? 
instead of having that mindset when we feel like people are doing this wrong, instead of feeling like this person is terrible and I'm better than them, um, looking at how we respond to things is another way to assess how we're walking out humility uh, and to make sure that we're actually doing that the way that God wants us to. Um, and those was the only two steps that they talked about on there. So do y'all have any other words of encouragement for the people before we wrap up on practicing humility and actually walking it out like a tangible piece of advice? No, I, I would say um, can consult a friend or a coworker or uh, somebody you trust. Like, I, I feel like some of these situations we find ourselves in, and I know earlier we expressed a few of them where it kind of sounds like it's easy to reach a breaking point after perhaps you were overlooked twice, right? Or whatever the case might be, or you didn't get your way in it three times or whatever the case might have been. Um, just just have somebody that you can talk to. I one, I recommend a therapist, but two, aside of the therapist, like always feel free to like piggyback stuff off or what do we call it? Um bouncing stuff off of folks, right? Mm -hmm. And be like, hey, so this is this is what happened. This is how I'm feeling. And mom, what you think about that? Um, because sometimes you need that direct feedback and self-awareness is key because you may be taking something one way and people didn't mean it that way, right? Or maybe you had a bad day. And people didn't mean it the way that you perceived it, but it because of the mood that you were in or vice versa. People have bad days and their tones might be off, but it may not be something you did. So just be be mindful of how you perceive situations or experiences that you find yourself in. And if you have a trusted partner, use them as a sounding board. That's the word I was looking for, as a sounding board. Um, but then too, write it down. I was telling a friend... Um, who clearly was struggling with forgiveness, which we all do. And I was telling that friend to write it down, write out everything they want to say, pray over that little note, burn it. Okay. Burn it. Um, and then, and then let it go. Because sometimes if you just, you got to let stuff, write stuff down, right. Come back to it later. What do you feel about it? You know, in a day or in 28 hours, 48 hours, whatever, whatever, 24, 48. There we go. Um, just just think about things before you react, because sometimes we do act out of character or sometimes we just act out. It's in your character, but you just act out because of the situation you find yourself in. So um, make sure you have outlets that you can just leverage and just try to be self-aware. Um, that's something I'm continuing to work on as I further get acquainted with my new job. Right. Um, so just, just understand that whether somebody has been in a space that you have just entered and they've been in for five years and you're the new, you're the new person on the scene, or you've been in for five years and somebody else is new coming in. Remember that one, be kind to yourself, but then two, that verse that Ty shared, just be mindful of how you can be supportive of other, of other people around you. That's it. I'm done. And I love that you said self-awareness is key because honestly, we be thinking that we all in a bag of chips and sometimes we don't even be the bag of chips. Um, and that's just something that you gotta what, be what Jay-Z said, some people don't even belong in the category. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't even belong in the category. And, and I'm not saying that to diminish anybody or to down anybody or to do anything, but if sometimes we look at being passed over and looked over as negative things when it might be just encouragement to to reach your full potential. It ain't no good of having the potential if the only person to know that you got potential is you and God, you know, because you ain't putting in the effort too. like faith without works is also dead. Um, so we can pray and believe. And I definitely believe in miracles and God can do 
numerous of things, but if you sit in a house, you never pay your electric bill, and you never leave the house, you'll be a fool to think that God is going to turn the lights on. You know what I'm saying? Like, without no type of, did you go try to find assistance? You pray. And not saying he can't, because, you know, it's some circumstances where we'll be like, Lord, please, let it be like, for 20 seconds, I need to do whatever. But for you not to do nothing, you know, on behalf of yourself, whether that's go to work, go to assistance program, reach out to someone to assist with these things. He will provide by way of other people, other avenues. But if you're doing no work or working towards that in no capacity, it's going to be very, very, very hard. So just know when you're your own worst enemy and when to get out your own way um, and when to put the work in in order for you to live out in your full purpose. So please be self-aware. Um, and them sounding boards, make sure they good sounding boards and not somebody that's just going to agree with you. Because I love a good sounding board. But if you if if you have a conversation with somebody, multiple conversations, and they just like you right, they wrong every single time, and don't give you a different perspective at all, get another sounding board. Period. And they can have good intentions. They could be your BFF. And I'm not saying they're horrible people, but they're not accountability partners that can pour into you what you need in order to help you grow and to prosper. If they just co-signing everything you said because in most situations we are never 100% right now I'd have been 99.99% right in some I cannot uh, <laughs> what did I we just talk about I'm just, I, in some situations I ain't saying all in some situations though you know people be dead wrong but I just gave them a 0.01% to be they was right in some regard that 0.01% now sometimes it just is what it is but most of the time it's more to the story and then that's, that's all I got Sorry. It's 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 two sides. Your side, their side, and then the truth. Maybe that's three. You can't count. It's two sides. Your side, their side, and then the truth. That's three. Oh, wait. Is it three, y'all? Is it three sides to the story? I don't think there can be three sides, though. It is. There's like... No, there's a perceived reality on your end, a perceived reality on their end, and then there's the truth. I don't think that's a side. That is just the truth. Three. I'm not agreeing with this. I'm sorry. That ain't three sides. Child, if you got anything else to say before I pray? Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's still two. It's your side and their side. I feel like our silence was just so loud. Well, the, the well thing, now I got to go thing, to Google. No, but the thing <laughs> is, if it's their side and then it's your side, right? And then I the truth. The truth is a combination of the two sides. So then no. that's the third side comes from. You it's know? still third that. So that's the third side. Um, no way. I just want to say everything that y'all just said, head like head on the nail. Um, also, if your sounding board, if your sounding board is encouraging illegal activity, they probably not the best sounding board. If they be like, go run that person over maybe you get somebody else right and also if you feel like it's something that god is placing on your heart and your sounding board is confirming that or maybe is getting you to look at it in a different perspective that might be somebody that you can trust to have these type of conversations with um because i know like for instance if i be wanting to do whatever i want to do whatever that is and i call queen she gonna be like well ty that don't really sound like what you said you working on or what God's working on you. But I got some friends that if I wouldn't be confirmed in my wrongness and I called him, 
they could be like, you deserve to do that, Ty. <laughs> you know like, who to call to get what reaction. You know what I'm saying? I'm, so, so just just be mindful of that. Um, and then my piece of advice for practicing humility, I would just say, um, give yourself a second to respond and react to something. Like, don't allow your, uh, what do they call it? Dang, I taught a whole program on this and I can't remember the name for it. But don't allow, oh, that's what is it, reaction versus response? Don't allow your reaction, your initial reaction to determine how you respond or perceive situations. Give yourself time, right? Because in the moment, you might be experiencing a lot of emotions at once. You might just automatically feel hurt. There might be some emotions that are uh, feeling a little more heavy than others. But when you kind of give yourself a second to take a step back, um, to pray and ask God to help you to view the situation through his eyes and not your own, then you start to see other things, right? Um, then you start to recognize that even though this person might have been wrong, it might not have come from the malicious place that you thought it came from, right? And it doesn't excuse the behavior, but it allows you to view the situation differently. And that's how you show up and practice humility um, in these different situations. So take all of that, the things that we shared in your journey of humbling yourself, being more Christ-like and trying to live a life um, like Jesus and use those things as examples to help you grow in that area. Um, okay, I have one go back. You go ahead. Can we, can we, we can we, we just. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. You'll find my five two. Go back. Uh, see, that's what you get for talking. Nobody was about to say that. Oh, okay. I was going somewhere else. Uh-uh, don't do that. Uh-uh, but I'm going to send y'all the, the proof after we get off this message. Now, I, depending on what you look up, Ooh, one says two, two, one size three. I'm so just saying. So you, you just went and looked for the one that validated what you no, said. No, no. Did you hear what I just said? I said one says two and one says three. I, I gave both sides. You said you oh, here we go. Anyways, send us the proof. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm sending it to y'all. Just not not right now. I'm not gonna edit this out the video. So y'all keep on if you want to. Um. So what I was gonna say, while you guys are going through what you're going through, also don't be stubborn. And I know I'm the wrong one to say that, but. Don't be stubborn. Like if God got you somewhere, he got you there for a reason. So put in the effort. Don't be like one of them little kids that, you know, do you put them in timeout at the playground because they did something crazy? And then you'd be like, okay, your three minutes is up. Go ahead and play. And they want to sit there and still pout, right? Because they they'd have missed out on playtime. So don't be that person, right? If God put you somewhere, then you clearly still have something to do in that space. So humble yourself and get to work. Just get to work. Work, 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 work. All right. Hey, real quick before we pray, if you want to read more about Jesus and his, how he lived his humble life, we're going to always encourage y'all to read your Bibles. Um, John and Luke are really good books to like study Jesus specifically and the things that he did. I mean, the whole like Gospels of the New Testament talk about Jesus, but those are two very specific books in the bible that go a little bit more in depth what is so funny i just the, the, need the, to know the, the doors of the church are now open <laughs> can all the deacons come to the front we about the to do an altar, an altar call softly in the back 
I'm just saying. Because- Not if you want to know more about Jesus. <laughs> You I mean, I had to so, say it like this. I meant more so specifically, like how he lived his life. Because y'all played so much. Come on, will there be one? There's somebody out there right now that's headed to the book of John and Luke to learn more about. No, no one is headed there because they was caught off left field. You came out of far left field with that. And another thing, like we always gonna recur to the read the Bible. You like them preachers that be wrapping up their messages, just want to keep talking. No, <laughs> because I'm for real. I'm for real because if you read, like, okay, if you read Matthew, right, or if you read Acts, they give more so of like big picture, right? And John and Luke give more detail about Jesus, and that's why I was specifically recommending those. While y'all out here judging me, okay, don't judge me. Um, and that's all we had before we do prayer. We were supposed to do action commitments about three episodes ago and that ain't never happened. So I just wanted to throw that out there, but it's on you, Michelle. Go ahead, girl. We'll get back to action commitments next week. <clears throat> Cause you just took up, uh, our action commitment time with the doors of the church. Open. I'm not going to play. I was utterly confused. You talking about what's funny? I, what do you mean what's funny? That came you out you shouldn't even have said nothing, Ty, because we was going to let you live. We was. Michelle didn't put her head down like y'all really cracking up. And I oh, that was on you. We so weren't even going to bother you. You talking about what's funny? You. Thank oh, you my God. <laughs> well, I mean, they can see the video, but we wasn't going to say nothing. We were just going to let you cook. We was in our own world. I didn't know what Kamika was thinking. Kamika didn't know what I was thinking. Oh my God. I just had to. You just confirmed it. Because I'm just like, what? Choir, go ahead, do another round. Everybody, please bow your heads and close your eyes if you're able to do so. Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for letting us gather here in your name yet one more time. Um, We pray that this word was beneficial to someone. Um, and we pray that a soul has been touched and they go to the book of Luke and or John this evening. Father God, please allow us um, safety emotionally, physically, um, as we continue on this journey, the spiritual journey to get close to you and to continue witnessing your word. And all these things we pray in your son Jesus name. Amen. 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 And, and it did not have to funny. be that funny. You thought she was funny with that. <laughs> um, but it is somebody. I didn't, it's somebody I didn't want some good work going vain. It's somebody out there headed right over. Girl. Yeah. I just pray for All right, y'all. Another opportunity for us to keep it real. May the good Lord bless you and may the good Lord keep you. Until next time, Triple Faith signing out.